This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And we want to welcome you back to Real Presence Live. We have been having an amazing show this morning. Yeah, we've been really blessed with uh, wonderful guests yep. and, and talking about Holy Week and, and just, you know, entering it more deeply. Mm-hmm. And what better way than one having Bishop Folda join us, yeah, our just, shepherd. Yep. And then also Michaela. I mean, wow. Just her RCIA journey and um, wow. Yep. Just, wow, that's Absolutely. all I can say. Yep. It was just a beautiful interview about someone hungry to learn more about the Catholic faith and, and understanding how important questions are Yes, in growing deeper. Exactly. And now we have a guest very familiar to our uh, Real Presence Radio listening audience. We have Dr. Greg Popchak. Good morning to you, Dr. Popchak. Good morning. Thank Good you so much. both of you. The- all as well. We, we thank you for being on with us, and we thank God for giving us this amazing uh, time to, to draw us closer to Him. So. Absolutely. What a beautiful week to be talking about this. Yep. And we, I don't know what it's like uh, where you're at, Dr. Popchak, but we are going to have some amazing weather for Easter here in our uh, local area anyway. Looks pretty good here, too. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're going to be enjoying the weather this yep. Holy Week. God is good. So, um, Dr. Popchak, this is something that I think is, uh, we've talked about throughout the course of this morning, that this is such a rich season for us, as a rich time for us as Catholics. Um, there's, a, there's a certain potency of of deepening our relationship with the Lord God in this, and obviously, the key way of of encountering the Lord God is is through the sacraments and through prayer. Um, and I know that that you and and Lisa have written a book on you know praying for and with your spouse, and and I think it would be it'd be valuable for us to take a little bit of time to to ask the question like how do we um, go deeper in our prayer, um, both our encounter with the Lord. But our encounter, uh, you know, united with others um, in, toward him. Yeah, well, I think that the first thing we need to overcome is the, the idea that prayer is uh, private. Mm. Um, because, uh, you know, mo- most couples and, and families, Catholic couples and families, that is, don't pray together. In fact, only about 17% of Catholic families in the U.S. pray together. Uh, only about 13% say grace every day, mm. for example. Um, so um, it, it's kind of a hurdle uh, that we have as Catholics to think about couple prayer or family prayer. And and one of the main reasons is that we've gotten the impression that prayer is supposed to be private. Mm. And the fact is, you know, pri- prayer is certainly personal, it, it's certainly intimate, but it's actually never private. In fact, prayer is the least private thing you can do, because even when you're praying by yourself, Church teaches us that we're praying with the whole host of heaven as well. Um, that we are never alone, especially when we're praying. And and that and and the Catechism even says that prayer, to be Christian prayer, has to be communal. Um, and so even if we're praying on our own, we're still praying with the whole church. And so so much the better when we can pray with those people who share our lives, especially our, our spouse and our and our children. Um, and so the, the the first thing that we need to kind of overcome is this idea that the prayer is supposed to be this very private thing that we do off by ourselves. <laughs> prayer is meant to join us into communion with God and with, with, with others. And so we need to think about prayer as that communal act that draws us into deeper relationship with God and the people he's placed in our lives. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, I will say, though, as a, as a family man with, you know, seven kids, five little ones at home, it doesn't always feel very communal. It always doesn't feel. It doesn't always feel real pious 
um, when you're dealing with, you know, just the, the humdrum, mundane uh, realities of human life and human interactions and all of well, that. Well, yeah, so let me, let me speak to that then, too, because I, I think that's maybe the second hurdle we need to get over. Um, you know, most of what passes for Catholic spirituality, or most of what we think of as Catholic spirituality, is drawn from the monastic and clerical tradition. Mm-hmm. And so our idea that, that prayer has to be pious in a very specific way, that it has to be quiet, that it has to be, um, you know, well, just, you know, that, that kind of image of being in church in the blessed, in front of the Blessed Sacrament kind of very still. I'm not mocking that. That's beautiful mm-hmm. when we need that. But family prayer is often very different, and, and couple prayer is often very different. And, and that's actually okay, um, because it's, what I would say is that, that couple and, and family prayer is incarnational, mm. right? And, and because what we're doing is we're trying not just, we're not trying to leave marriage and family life to go find God someplace else. We're bringing God into our marriage and family life. Mm-hmm. And, and that's messy. And that's okay. That's, that's, what, that's what God signed up for whenever he self-emptied and became, you know, Jesus. Um, he, want, he, he sought that messiness. He wants to be part of that messiness. And so it's okay that the couple or family prayer it doesn't feel particularly pious or, or quiet or, or orderly or any of the things we usually associate with the, those more monastic styles of prayer. Uh, it, it, it's supposed to be incarnational in family spirituality, and so it's a different different way of approaching prayer, a different way of approaching spirituality, but it's just as legitimate. And in fact, um, you know, it, it, like I said, it's rooted in that incarnational uh, bent of, of Christianity itself. So it sounds like, I mean, part of it is changing our expectation of what this ought to look like and, yes. and more appreciating the reality of what actually is happening. And would you say that that's true? Yeah, absolutely. So, so again, our, our model, uh, you know, our model for the first 2,000 years of Christianity, more or less, uh, has been a more monastic model. And then the Second Vatican Council came along and said, well, you know, you know, there is this whole thing called the universal call to holiness. In other words, in other words, there's the whole lay experience that we really haven't reflected on uh, at all. For, for, for the first you know, 1960-odd years, we just sort of thought, well, the lay people will just take what scraps fall from the monastic table, and mm-hmm. that's fine. And again, I'm not, I'm not knocking those monastic approaches. I mean, there are some families, some, some husbands and wives, and even few families who can do the Liturgy of the Hours or Daily Mass or, you know, any of those things that we might consider, you know, more traditional, devout Catholic spirituality. But, but every family can, can pray together, mm-hmm. and every family can engage in what I call the Liturgy of Domestic Church Life, um, it, which is which is a very kind of unique approach to Catholic spirituality that that's that's rooted in the actual experience of a family's daily life and and instead of seeing prayer as something you have to leave your family to go and do out there, it's an approach to prayer that brings Christ into your home, into the mess, into the relationships, into it all, because he wants to be another member of your household. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that is really really beautiful because you know prayers of thanksgiving and prayers of forgiveness and and just uh, all the things that you can do as a family to help communicate and bring Christ into those joys, but also into those sufferings and injustices that might occur. Well, that's right. And, and in and in, in our book, praying for and with your spouse, you know, this all should really start with the couple. And so we we talk about how couples can develop a meaningful couple prayer relationship where. They're inviting God into every aspect of their life, whether that's just the plan for the day, discerning big, big decisions, um, really ordering their intimate life, you know, and bringing God into that so He can teach them how to really love each other the way God wants them to love each other, 
to uh, bringing God into their arguments hmm. uh, and, and disagreements. God wants to be part of all of that. And, and we can't really be, um, we can't fully experience the Christian vision, the Catholic vision of marriage and family life, unless we place God at the center of it and ask Him to teach us. Because so much of what we think about marriage and family life comes from the world. Right. And we just sort of, we do what the world does, but then we go to church on Sunday. And, yeah. and that doesn't really fit, right? So we, we have to have a different vision of living our marriage and family life. And the only way we can do that is if we put God in the middle of it and say, okay, God, teach us how to argue better. Mm. Okay, God, mm-hmm. teach us how to be intimate with each other the way you created us to be. Okay, God, you know, you tell us what you want us to do with this day, or you tell us what you want us to do with the kid's schedule, or this big decision, or this other thing, you know. And, and it's only by praying together as a couple and, and ultimately as a family that we can learn to hear God's voice speaking to our everyday, through our everyday experience. I think that is such an important message because I think unconsciously, many times we can, um, again, without intending to, we can sequester away our spiritual lives as kind of this separate dimension of our lives that, you know, only it, it influences perhaps some of the rest of our lives in terms of we try to be good people, we try to not, you know, be mean to people and, and not, you know, live immorally and all of that. But but the reality of the day-to-day grind of things that we have can sometimes feel very different than prayer and very different than our spiritual lives and, and all of that. And I think it's important what you're sharing to have to that, that awareness that Jesus wants to enter into every aspect of that and inform it all, right? Yeah, I think that, that so the, 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 um, the, the monastic tradition in prayer uh, points us to the importance of contemplation, mm-hmm. which is critical. Mm-hmm. But the familial uh, approach to prayer points us to the need for prayer to be incarnational, which is also critically important. And I think those are sort of the two lungs of Catholic spirituality to sort of borrow an image from St. John Paul. Uh, he was talking about the East and the West in the Church, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I think, you know, here we have, you know, the, the Church, if you will, and then the, the domestic Church, and how do they go together, how do they, and, and part of that goes to how they pray differently, where that more con- monastic tradition in prayer is more contemplative, which is beautiful, but the more familial aspect or marital aspect of prayer is more incarnational, and together we're able to have the full sense of prayer where we encounter Christ through that contemplation, but then we bring Christ into everyday life through uh, inviting Him into all the stuff we do all day long, that grind you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's just so important because being married man and woman, our number one role for each other, for our spouse, is to help lead each other to heaven. And of course, that's that's God who does that. But if you don't have that relationship with your spouse in faith, it's it's just going to be really a difficult thing to do. You need yeah, to have that really joining high, together. It sounds really, you know, highfalutin to do that. But I mean, I'll just give a practical example. I mean, you know, the, the alarm goes off and Lisa and I roll toward each other in the morning and, you know, our first words out of our mouth, Lord, you know, help me be the husband that you want me to be. You know, help me to find ways to, to show her how much I love her and respect her and cherish her and and find ways to, to, to make her day easier and more pleasant, and, and just be the man that you want me to be, the husband that you need, that she needs me to be, the father my kids need me to be. You know, if there are specific intentions, we'll offer those up, and then Lisa will say a similar prayer, you know, in her own words about being the wife that God wants her to be. But, but starting off the day that way reminds us both of what we're supposed to do 
um, for God and for each other every day and, and, and reminds us of that need to help each other get to heaven um, just by asking God to, to help us see the day in each other and ourselves differently. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. We're going we're gonna to have to take a quick break here, Dr. Popchek, but uh, mm-hmm. I want to go more into this on the other side of the break uh, as, we're, as we're entering into Holy Week and, and see how this can help to flavor the way that we're experiencing uh, the, the incredible uh, reality of what Christ has done in, as we commemorate this time. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. And uh, I remember when uh, they came around looking for donations at the churches when they were trying to get it started. And it really hit me when, I don't even remember who it was, came around, but it was just like, I think that I need this. Because I wanted to be be fed. Uh, I wasn't taking time to read my Bible or any of that, but I just knew it was like, well, if I could listen to stuff on the radio like he talked about. And so it, it was everything that it said and more, you yeah. know, in all reality. So. It doesn't take a lot of effort. To turn it on. It does not take a lot of effort. You know, sometimes, really, it, I'm going to back up on that and say it, it, it almost does. Because if you want to be drawn in and contemplate what is all being said on the radio, there's a lot of stuff that gets kind of deep. It's like, well, it makes you contemplate. It's like, uh, okay, am I, am I ready to, to take this food in and digest it and all that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, spiritual food. So, yeah, it's it's been, it's been really good for me from from my faith walk. For more than 20 years, the University of Mary has watched students thrive through affordable, flexible, and formative online education programs. Now, we are delighted to announce the expansion of these offerings with the robust portfolio of advanced education options created intentionally for the Catholic working professional. Our programs offer accelerated formats with classes beginning every five weeks throughout the year and the potential for a return on your investment in the very first year. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are moving into our final segment now with Dr. Greg Popchek. We're talking about prayer right now. We're in Holy Week. This is a time specifically uh, where we're focused on prayer and meeting the Lord God. Uh, We've been talking about prayer uh, within the family, within the the marital relationship. Um, Dr. Popchek, one of the things that uh, I think can be difficult for a lot of couples is it, it can just it can feel weird, right? I mean, that, that yeah. prayer is not necessarily an automatic, like, oh, this is just easy, right? What, what do you do with that? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the, the funny thing is, you know, uh, there isn't a single marriage prep program on the market in, in, in Catholic circles that, that teaches couple prayer, hmm. you know, which is sort of ironic because it's the one yeah. thing that we can actually give couples yeah. that, that they can't get anywhere else. Um, but, yeah, so, so I think the implication is, well, you know, 
only those you know, super devout weirdos do that. And second of all, it, it it feels strange to be that open, you know, with my spouse and God, and how does that work and all that. And, and I, you know, I think in the Christian life, um, with anything, including couple prayer, the, the question isn't, does it feel weird? The question is, is it good? Mm. You, know? Um, you know, because God asks us to do all kinds of things that don't come naturally to us. And if we only did the things that we were comfortable with, we'd have a very, very shallow spiritual life and a very, very shallow uh, Christian life, very shallow view of what discipleship was. So, you know, it's okay that it feels awkward, it's okay that it feels weird, but it, it's, uh, it's just important to remember that, that it, not only is it good, it, it's actually what we're called to as couples, to come together uh, with Christ and discern specifically how is he asking us to live our domestic church life? How is he calling us... To, to make to turn well to, to to make our family into a domestic church because there's a difference between just sort of a normal everyday family and what the church calls a domestic church and the difference is you know normal every family everyday family just kind of gets through the day the best they can mm-hmm. uh, a domestic church gets through the day with God at the center of it really asking him how does he how does he want us to live this day how does he want us to live this Christian witness not just individually but but as a family as a team and we can only do that if we if we get together to meet with the coach every day and ask him what he wants to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it takes talking to one another and making that time for each other. And, you know, you talked about the dinner table prayer, the grace prayer. Did you say yes. 15% was 13. that? 13. About 13%. Wow, wow. Yeah, even if... If we can just even start there with petitions after meals, mm-hmm. but but we're just not eating together. So how do you how do you <laughs> get this domestic church going if we're not even eating at the dinner table together? Well, I mean, you know, and, and that's I mean, I mean, the, the good news is that more more families actually eat together than you'd think. I, I can't remember what it was, but it was it was over seventy eighty percent of oh, families that's who fantastic. Eat, eat meals. Not necessarily they eat, they'll eat one meal together every day. That, that that might not be you know a, a long extended meal of some sort, but it's it's they sit down together right for something, and so you can start there with with some kind of family prayer and you know saying grace at meals, having petitions like you said, asking for God's help with certain things, or even just thanking Him for certain things. You know, we in uh, in parenting with grace, actually in all of our books, really we we walk through a, a model of prayer we call praise p r a i s e, and and it it, it could take. Two minutes. It could take an hour, depending on what you want to do with it. But P is praise and thanksgiving, where you just, you know, thank God for certain things of the day, or praise God for who He is. Uh, R is repentance, where it's not, it's not heavy duty confession. It's just, you know, those little times you drop the ball. Like, Lord, I'm sorry, I was I was impatient with impatient with my son. You know, please give me the grace to be the dad that that he needs me to be. You know, um, A is asking for your needs, which we're all really good at. Uh, I is interceding for others. Uh, S is seeking His will. Uh, and, and E is basically your wrap-up. It's expressing your desire to listen until you meet together again in prayer, because we recognize that the prayer isn't just this you know, little two-minute or ten-minute or half-hour thing we do. It's, it's, it's a conversation where God, we assume that God is speaking to us all day long for the events of the day, so we wrap up with that intention to keep listening to Him so that when we get back together and pray together, we, we have something to, to talk about. Mm. That's beautiful. I love yeah, it. That, that is really, really beautiful. Um, so, Dr. Popchek, this is all kind of an aspect of what you and, and Lisa have been sharing more broadly on this aspect of the liturgy of domestic church life, as you mentioned, which is... Yes. You know, go, just briefly summarize that, if you would. Yeah, so um, 
liturgy is um, a public act of worship, but specifically in, in Catholic in the Catholic mind, liturgy is is sort of the the tool that God uses to heal the damage sin does to our relationships with Him and each other. So, for example, the liturgy of the Eucharist, uh, God uses to make communion with Him, well, restore communion with Him, and make communion with others possible. Right? The liturgy of domestic church life. Uh, heals sin at, at the root. It makes communion with, with each other possible. So it takes that Eucharistic grace and enables us to bring Jesus home with us so that we can make the faith the source of the warmth in our home. Um, it, it, the liturgy of domestic church life is, is the... It's, it's just basically it's living family life, but in a more intentional and prayerful way, mm-hmm. where we're bringing all the different aspects of, of all the stuff that makes us a normal, everyday, every messy family but consecrating it to God, you know, and, and saying, okay, God, you know, we have to have this big conversation, and we don't know how to do it, so teach us, you know. Okay, Lord, we, we're having game night. Let us all really get a good, have a good time together and be good sports and then glorify you in this time together. Okay, Lord, we're going to bake cookies together. You know, Blessed Mother, help us to, you know, make the cookies the way you would for Jesus so that we can really <laughs> celebrate this good <laughs> as a family. Like <laughs> you know, uh, we have this big decision to make, and we don't know what to do, God. Please just help us listen to you. We all know what we want, but we, we don't know what you want, right? And so the liturgy of domestic church life is where we prayerfully and intentionally do the things we do uh, for God and each other. We, uh, you know, it's basically turns family life into a ministry, mm-hmm. um, where, where family life is supposed to be a ministry in the eyes of the Church, but, mm-hmm. but, but a ministry, you know, we, we tend to think of it as something we do at Church, right? You know, where we are, we're a lector, or we're a Eucharistic minister, or we sing in the choir, or we do charitable work. And those are all ministries. But really, a ministry is anything we do that communicates God's love to another person. And so, if you do it prayerfully, you know, asking God, you know, let me show my love through this, and making a meal is a ministry, or you know, hugging your kids is a ministry because you're trying to show them God's love, or having an intentional conversation about a big problem, you know, doing it in a sensitive, prayerful way, is a ministry. So, liturgy of domestic church life is just uh, a, a model of family prayer that allows us to turn family life into a ministry and into a, uh, a form of kind of incarnational spirituality that lets us experience Christ in our homes. I love it. I, I think this is absolutely one of the most um... I don't know, vigorous, vibrant, delightful, exciting uh, things I've heard as a as a married man, uh, and in terms of living out my my family life, because it doesn't mean doing a bunch of extra things. Right. It just means doing what we're already doing with another with a new intentionality, and and actually thereby making it a source of joy, making it something that that uh, helps to cultivate a really vibrant, uh, exciting home life. And so I'm excited. You, I know. Um, Real briefly, you and Lisa are going to be sharing this vision uh, online on April 10th. If people want to find out about how they can participate in that, they can contact me at the Diocese of Fargo. That's brad.gray, G-R-A-Y, at fargodiocese.org, and I can get you information about participating in that. But Dr. Popchak, thank you so much for being on with us this morning. It's just, it is really a treat um, to have you and, and also to be able to, partic- or to per- partake of your, your wisdom that you're unpacking here oh. for us. I bless you. You're very kind. And if folks would like to get a, quick, a start on this, they can check out Praying For and With Your Spouse, where we talk about these themes in, uh, in, in marriage, about marital prayer. Praying For and With Your Spouse, The Way to Deeper Love. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being on with us this morning, Dr. Popchak. Thank you, guys. Pleasure. Yeah, yeah, so grateful. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we've come to the end, and now it's Eli's time to tell us what's on the horizon. 
Oh boy, thanks, Brad. Great <laughs> show today. A lot of really interesting segments. Good guests. And we've got another great show coming up tomorrow morning, nine to eleven a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Dr. Chris Bergwald and Heather Carroll, coming to you from the Diocese of Sioux Falls Chancery in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They'll start off the show with some host banders. So you'll have to tune in to figure out what they're going to talk about. <laughs> then Carl Olson will ask, "Did Jesus really rise from the dead?" and talk more about that. Plus, Kelly Wartman from Catholic Social Services of Rapid City will talk about bringing hope and community to foster and adoptive families. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Awesome. Back to you. Awesome. Thank you, Eli. Well, what a, what a power-packed show, huh? I tell you, it, it's just so wonderful. Um, you know, Holy Week, it, it's... Um it really takes you deeper mm-hmm. and and it's like bishop said but it doesn't stop let keep it going yeah. and and that's what a great example with what dr greg popchek was just talking about mm-hmm. you know how we can just continue to go deeper in our family prayer life and our spousal prayer life uh, you know it's just really really important that we continue to build strong domestic churches and yeah. and Christ is at the center of all of it and the thing that i that i love about what they've been sharing and unpacking is like with everything, it's kind of like when I um, went off to study theology at school. Um, there was so much of it that I didn't know before, but as soon as it was kind of presented, it's like, oh, yes, absolutely, that resonates. And it's just, that's kind of been the experience that I've been having as they've been sharing this, this vision of how to have a vibrant life. It's not something that seems like a burden, like, I, okay, we need to take on all these other things, but it's something like, like this, this could make our home Amazing! Like I want to present our kids with uh, a home life that they that they are sad to leave. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That that they have a, a vision of how we grew up as kids was amazing. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I do know that when we had things assigned, you know, I, I talk about St. Joseph School a lot, mm-hmm. and there was, you know, some Lenten assignments, and I remember doing it sitting at the fireplace with their kids and they're like can we do this again can we do this yeah. again the kids are hungry for it yep. and it and it doesn't have to be complex it can just be very simple absolutely well let's close by giving all glory to god as we pray in the name of the father the son so and the holy spirit. spirit amen glory be to the to father, father and to, to the son and to the, the holy spirit, spirit as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now and, and ever shall be world without end, end. amen, amen. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. God bless you all. We wish you a blessed Holy Week and a very glorious Easter. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.